How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Inside Jokes. Welcome, everybody. We're here. This is where we explore the world of comedy. Everything to do with comedy, stand-up, sketch artists, you name it, writers. We talk about what's hot in comedy, but just in general, hot topics. And we always like to have our comedians um, in on the show and talk about what's going on for a few laughs. Thanks for joining us once again. Today's show, we have somebody on the phone that I've always uh, admired for many, many years. Judy Kroon. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Comedian, motivational speaker, Second City stand-up coach radio host that's what i remember you from an author mm-hmm. and uh you've interviewed and been opening act for joan rivers john stewart lewis black robert klein you underachiever <laughs> you several several specials on um uh comedy network and ctv right mm-hmm. and of course you've co-hosted some of the biggest radio shows here in toronto I did. I had a lot of fun with people like Carla Collins and Humble Howard and and Mike Bullard. Very, very yes. good times in Toronto. Yes. And now you're spending a lot of time with your motivational speaking. And mm-hmm. um, that seems to be going well. You have workshops, uh, workshops like relieving work-related stress with humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this. Judy's seven ingredients to living well that don't include tofu. <laughs> I'm going to read that. I need to read that. Lots going on. So, Judy. Then we also have Eric Johnston. Hello. Our Hamilton fella. That's right. The Steel City slinger. Yeah. And this is what I love. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I grew up, I have cousins in Hamilton because I'm Italian and that just comes with the Mm -hmm. territory. And what I remember is watching CH and watching wrestling. Uh huh. And you are the son. A Bullwhip Johnson. I am the son of, no. of Bullwhip Johnson, the wrestler from uh, Hamilton <laughs> of fame in the 80s and early 90s. I can't. And wrestled in Japan. Cool. He's in the Canadian Wrestling Hall of Fame. And, Out of and now his son is a comedian. <laughs> My dad was, he was a, he was a, like a funny heel. He was like one of the first funny bad yeah. guys yeah. in wrestling. <laughs> so anyone like who comes, who sees me now, they're like, you're just like your dad. He was hilarious. Oh. And, Showman yeah. performance, right? Yeah, Runs in the family. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So you, oh my God, you had the performance bug at a young age. Of course, being exposed to that with your dad, but you were in dance. Yeah, that's a funny journey. Thanks because, for coming out on that. Well, no, it's true because as a kid, I saw my dad on, on the, the world stage as a wrestler. And I go, I got to be like this guy. I got to be like, I want to be a performer too. Yeah. But the only thing I could do in Stony Creek, Ontario, where I grew up, the only thing, the only stage that I could get on was the competitive dance stage. <laughs> so my dad was wrestling, you know, around the world. And he's like, oh, I'm in Florida with Hulk Hogan. I'm like, I have a ballet recital this weekend. <laughs> but it really got me on stage. Like I was, I danced competitively for seven years. Wow. Uh, and wow. traveled around. And then that was, an, uh, you know, I stepped into musical theater, then stepped into theater, then film and television, then stand up and now hosting. And professional emceeing and stuff so mm-hmm. it's kind of been a, a wave that started with tap shoes um but yeah I'm, I've, I've ridden it out this far you know what you've done well and you've also been on tv right here on our own ytv course yeah property. Course. yeah splat a lot on ytv i play vane on splat a lot he's like the 
like the Jersey Shore bro bad guy, but in a medieval setting. So very well done. Is that um, that's on a in 150 countries worldwide? Yeah, it got picked up all over the world. That's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, it's like it's right now. It's pro- like it's on the CBBC and all over the UK. It's on AB3 Australia, New Zealand, Spain, Portugal, Holland, uh, Brazil. Like I was, wow. I was on vacation in Cancun, Mexico. And a little girl from London, England came up to me. He's like, oh, excuse me, are you, are you fine? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am. Like, you know, on the show, I wear like a big costume and a big beard and stuff. Yes. And I pretty much, it's like, <laughs> at a point when I was really excited about the show, I still am really excited about the show, but when we first wrapped and it was first airing on show on TV, I'd go up to kids and be like, do you know who I am? And they're yeah. like, no, get away from me. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm wearing a costume on the show. That's why you don't know Oh my gosh. But, yeah. It's cool. That's it's really impressive cool. when you're... Uh... Far and away, and people recognize you. Yeah, well, Hello. I mean, I was also standing at the bar holding my vein headshot and being like, yeah. "Who wants autographs?" <laughs> you got to do it. I did. Who knows? Um, you also have the show. Uh, the it's very well known out in uh, comedy in the creek, as in Correct. Stony Creek. Yes, and uh, a lot of great talent going through there. Absolutely, I've had I've had uh, Mark Devonis, who's sitting right next to yes. me. He's been on the show like eight times. He's, Mark's one of my favorite wow. comics. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because we're sitting next to each other. <laughs> Literally, I saw him in the parking lot and I got my, my heart started to race because he's so funny. He no, is. but Aww. I've had so many amazing people on the show. Anyone from Just for Laughs or Winnipeg Comedy Festival or Halifax Comedy Festival. I've been doing the show. Yes. Actually, this coming up February 23rd is the third year anniversary of the show. Well done. Uh, and I do it the last Tuesday of every month. Uh, and had I do theme nights. I do the All Italian show. And yes. Frank Spadone and Massimo have been on that. And I do the, uh, you know, I do the Back to school special with younger comics and stuff like that, and we've just had every. It's it's amazing. Uh, my career has excelled from it because yes. I get to get on stage in front of two hundred people every month. Yes, where some comics in my area don't see that in their life. Yeah, and that's not a chirp. I'm just saying I get. That's good. I you get do it the access better. to yeah, an audience, sure. and and it's known. I've been in the paper pretty much every month. The Stony Creek News, Hamilton Spectator, always picks yep. up something. All over the radio, uh, you know, in in Hamilton and stuff. Everyone just loves because I'm filling a void. Yeah, because. There's Toronto, obviously, major There's no real scene. clubs out there. Exactly. There's and there's like Niagara Falls, yuck, which Hamilton. is just really yeah. the yucks in the casino. Yeah. Um, and then Hamilton's actually gr- becoming a great scene. When I started mm-hmm. doing stand-up uh, five years ago in Hamilton, there was one night a week mm-hmm. that you can get on. Actually, one night every second week. Mm-hmm. And it was the amateur night at Yucks. Yeah. Uh, now you can get on stage every night in Hamilton. And, and my show's just another one of those shows. It's just, it's, a, it's more of a pro-run yep. kind of four or five comics, a host, professional host, keep it tight, keep it great. You know, that well, kind of stuff. we're going to talk about Mark Devonis here. He's a comic to watch, as we know. We've already heard Mark. What a lead up, gee! I don't know how I'm going to follow. How's that? Work? Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but you know what? You've only been in five short years. No, I've been doing it for eight now. Oh, nice. see again. See, we're the talking about the three bio. Years old. Yeah, that one's. Yeah, sorry, I pulled it three years ago. <laughs> but you won the Great Canadian Laugh Off and a Canadian Comedy Award for Best Stand Up Newcomer. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to hear about Mark Devonis. We're going to talk with him. And Eric and Judy Croon on the phone. I'm Santa Cruzzi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. This is Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio. Inside Jokes, I'm Sandra Carusi. Welcome back. We have a great show. I love having uh, a cross-section of people. Judy Croon on the phone. Hello, Judy. Hey, hey. Eric Johnston in the house. Hello. And Mark DeBonis. Yes. So back to Mark, <laughs> Mr. Canadian Comedy Winner Award for Best Stand-Up Newcomer, mm-hmm. nominated for Tim Sims Encouragement Fund. What's that? 
It was um, the Tim Sims Award. Was uh, it used to be a televised um, thing for the top first three years of comics across Canada, mm-hmm. and then it went from televised to uh, to radio. And it's just it, it, Second City used to have like a five thousand dollar grand prize, and oh, unfortunately, nice. uh, last year was the last year of it. So now they take the five thousand dollars, and I think they split it up. Twenty five hundred dollars goes to Humber College nice. for a. a I guess a grant, yes. and then twenty five hundred goes to Second City to give mm-hmm. to a student. So yeah, and the Humber College uh, comedy program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had Andrew Clark. Uh, we're going to be featuring that interview with Andrew Clark and Mark Breslin in a couple of weeks and talking yeah. more about that because that's very important for mm-hmm. homegrown talent, giving them that opportunity. Yeah. Um, so you were also a finalist in Sirius XM Canada Search for the Next Top Comic. Yeah. What now? That's a very competitive. Com- like, there's yeah. a lot of comics submit for that. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was a lot. There was a lot of going on with with any competition, you know. So mm-hmm. you just kind of, kind of stay on your game and uh, keep performing, and the best uh, person won. I don't remember who it was, but they won. <laughs> <laughs> the best person won. I don't can't recall. You're in their the name. game. You're in the game. Um, also, uh, wow! Just for last festival, Montreal. Look at you. Yeah. Brantford <laughs> Brantford Comedy Festival. Oh yeah, and Kitchener Waterloo Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. The Brantford one I've heard about. I know Frank Spadone's played that one. Eric, yeah. what, um, what's about? Uh, that's a pretty good festival. That has some good talent uh, going through. I there. believe so. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Mark, the Waterloo, <laughs> there they, you go. the guys, used, they used to be partners, yes. and then they're still friends. But then the the Waterloo ah. one was actually first, and then the guy who started the Brantford Comedy Festival started his own in his home. Is that Phil Leconte? On the Waterloo Kitchener, yeah. So yes. he's doing four now. Yeah, he's at Port Credit Comedy Port Festival. Port Credit Burlington, uh, yeah, and Kitchener Waterloo. So we just recorded a show with him and Sean Cullen and talked about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. But we're airing it in a couple of weeks, right before the Port Credit, Port Credit Comedy <laughs> Festival at the end of February. So uh, yeah, so I was getting confused with that one. Anyway, so and you're also much music's much on demand. Uh, you got a lot going on. Is uh, w- like, what do you ultimately want to do when you have this kind of background? Do you want to just stay stand up and tour, or do you want to get on the big TV? No, I think I want to keep stand up as an outlet. I don't want to hate it, and uh, I'm coming <laughs> to the part where uh, the point where I don't even care to get paid anymore because there's different expectations when people pay you. Yes. Um. So I'm trying to get involved more, and like uh, I did a movie a couple years ago. Uh, it was in TIFF, and then so I'm nice. trying to get involved in acting and writing or produce like pr- like television production and it's been the back end of things but yeah just keep keep doing whatever i can do yeah it's been a short career let's say eight years that's short yeah. for what you've accomplished yeah yeah right so do you feel pressure when you've already won some of these awards you've oh like, for sure what, what happens like, now like after you win anything really the people look at you different yes and uh so my mentality was just bomb for like three months after i won anything <laughs> and then people just forget about you and then you go back to your normal ways and uh <laughs> And I think it helps and it hurts, right? Like it, it helps amongst comedians, but it hurts amongst industry because industry has different standards for what they think is funny and whatever mm-hmm. else. And I think comics look at it from a different angle because they're not making money on it. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a sure thing if you book me on your show, but mm-hmm. I definitely have fun and so does the That's audience. That's good. Yeah. Low expectations. He's I want sure zero, He's I want zero sure expectations. Mark, yeah. I like that. Mark the bonuses outlook on life is just like, I don't know, whatever. I'll just show up and I'll do my thing and that's it. But I, see, I love it's that. It's a kill. Kills. Kills. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it kills. Well, I remember when I used to book him or I still book him, but when I first started booking him, if I was hosting, if I was t- telling the host what, I go, Mark, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Because you've yeah. got all this stuff. What do you want me to say before you go up? He goes, don't say anything. <laughs> don't don't say build it up. Anything. No, and now it. that I've got, got my own career going on, people go to me like, you know, what am I going to say? I just yeah. go, I've... If you want to mention the kids show, yes. do it. <laughs> yeah. But it's gonna it's weird because, you know, uh, 
from a kids TV show. Please welcome yeah. Eric Johnson. I'm like, yeah. guys, what's the deal with going yeah. out to the bar and trying to get laid? Like, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, then it's from a whole YTV. different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true for your brand and your yeah. image, right? But I have cleaned up. I, I've been I've been working pretty much clean for the last yeah. kind of two years, two three years. Mm-hmm. When I first started, and I think as most comics when they first start, they go that dirty route and that mm-hmm. easy laugh of you know talking about sex or yes. farts or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I started working clean, I you know I was doing well as a, a dirtier comic, but the second I started working clean, not even clean, but cleaner, yes, you know, I stopped using certain words in my in my set and it just went like like all the way up to a whole new level. And I'm hosting like cancer benefits and like diabetes association because now I can do that. Two or three years ago, I'd be like, okay, so what am I going to talk to about these people? But you know what? That's such a good point, and I want to get Judy in on this. Judy Croon who's on the phone with us because there was a gentleman who approached me after uh, the show I did with Frank Spadone and Angela Sarukas. He's a fan of Frank Spadone. This guy's from Brantford. Uh, and he was starting in comedy. And he says, you know, I don't know if I should... I, I want to swear, but I don't know if I should. Yeah. Right? And he says, it's part of who I am. And I, I don't even know... What, what do you guys say to that, to someone who's starting? Do you kind of... Judy, what do you think about something like that? You're very clean, so... Well, you know what? I say to... Uh, especially my students at Second City that are just starting out, I say, mm-hmm. look, you can always pull out the swear words afterwards. Mm-hmm. But once you start swearing and you get the laughs with the bit and you're swearing with it, yeah. it's hard to do the bit without the swear words because you get like this, you know, it's, it's, it's shock humor. So yeah. I try to get them to go as long as they can. And if you are going to swear, I mean, granted, there are corporates there, uh, corporate, uh, corporate gigs out there. You should not be yes. swearing mm-hmm. at all. Yes. But in a comedy club, in a, um, you know, a, a pub gig or whatever. If you are going to swear, then make it very, uh, make Makes it very sense. pointed. Yeah. You know? So if mm-hmm. you're only swearing throw it around. three mm-hmm. or four times, it's specific to that bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. That's just my philosophy on it. Well, but, you're teaching this, and Judy, it's important too for women too, right? Like I don't, I don't, I know I hate to say that, but as a woman, I don't think we well, get very far with swearing. Know, I agree. It's it's uh, as a woman, and it's it, it it sounds even, and it's you know unfortunate, but maybe it's actually a good thing. It sounds even worse when a woman swears on stage. Mm-hmm. So you specifically have to have it well planted in mm-hmm. your act. I think. Oh. Um, yeah. And uh, and then you get full impact. I you know again, if I'm at a, a corporate, I don't swear. If mm-hmm. I'm at a nightclub, I'm at a at a yuck yuck, mm-hmm. it's a late show and I feel like swearing, I will. Or if it's if it's just a place where I'm working out material and it's just it's fun, you know, yes. because I do work clean all the time. So it's fun to get that off your chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, just uh, Saturday night late loses. show. Let it yeah. Fly. Exactly. But don't guys, don't you find it loses its impact? Like if you're mm-hmm. just swearing right through your act, by the fifth time you say something, it's it's lost its impact anyway. Mark Debonis, we're gonna hear I, from you on this topic after the break. On it okay. we're on inside jokes with Mark Debonis. Judy Kroon, Eric Johnson, I'm Sandra Cruci on Talk Radio AM 640. Now back to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640 at HD Radio. Here's a <laughs> hot, hot show. Inside Jokes. Thanks for coming back. It's all about comedy. Everything you wanted to know. Today's guest, Eric Johnston, Judy Kroon on the phone, and our guy, Mark DeBonis. And just before the break, we were talking about swearing. Mm. Mark? Um, are we allowed to swear? <laughs> um, right I could just—I don't have to. It's just because yeah. it's an example. Okay. So um, F-bomb it or whatever. F, yeah, so 
a couple years ago, I was in New York, and this old this older comic who, uh, you know, he's been around. He knows a bunch of the older guys. And um, I was doing a show, and I had a joke where essentially the punchline was F Tim Hortons, mm-hmm. right? Like it was, <laughs> it was about like a double cup situation. And um, so the guy comes up to me, and he's like, yeah, you know, that's a funny joke. I'm like, I don't really like how it ends. And then he's like, well, when you swear, mm-hmm. he's like, I feel like comics swear because they don't know what emotion they were feeling and it's just kind of like a manly thing to just not know your emo- quote unquote emotions or whatever mm-hmm. so he's like people swear because they don't know exactly how to vocalize what they meant so he's like what does that situation make you feel and hmm. I stopped doing the joke because I didn't know yeah. uh, but, <laughs> but I really took that uh, to, the, to when I started writing jokes so instead of swearing like I look at writing jokes like giving directions you know mm-hmm. and sometimes you got to give up, like, if you know the city, you can say, hey, when you get to the second street, turn left. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a small town, you got to be a little bit more specific about the directions you give because they're going to get lost. And um, I really feel like swearing is just a way that people will throw in. Like like Judy was saying, like, if there's a, a well-structured swear word, it makes sense in that situation. Mm-hmm. But if it's something where it's just kind of an ending, I just feel like if you know what your emotion is going from what this guy told me, yes. you can really extend the joke. You can add like maybe like 10 more lines even and mm-hmm. get a whole new premise out of it because you now know what you were feeling in, the, in that moment. So I think that's why I try not to swear that much because it's like now I'm trying to figure out what I'm feeling mm-hmm. so I can describe it to the audience instead of just being like, that's, F this. That's an interesting angle. And I agree with you, Judy, that what I was talking about, the comic earlier who's starting, and he's in his 50s and he's a big guy, right? So, mm. you know, starting at that yeah. age too. I think I talked to this guy. He's, I think he's coming to Robert, uh, the, he is the, coming. Other, the other Frank show. Yes, uh, uh, he Robert. just bought tickets in the front row. Yes. So he's he's willing to learn. Yeah. Uh, if I could speak about the swearing yes. thing quickly, I I know for myself, like I said, when I stopped doing it as much, um, my career did get a lot better because there, mm-hmm. you know if someone were to see me at a club or whatever, they go to see me with the idea that they're going to book me on an event. Well, they're like, I've done everything now. Like, I've done uh, bachelor parties and mm-hmm. baptisms and bridal showers. They just mm-hmm. need someone to come talk on the mic for a bit. Um, but I find that a lot of my swearing comes from characters that i'm doing on stage like i do a lot of accents and voices and characters yeah see that's fascinating i so like that a lot of my swearing yeah. comes from those people so it's almost mm-hmm. like i'm removed from it mm-hmm. yeah. you know i i didn't say it but this guy said it mm-hmm. like you know like the, the old italian guy said it or my mm-hmm. my, my irish catholic mother mm-hmm. when she's drunk said it you know yes uh those are the kind i kind of get away with it still and if i and i only use it once or twice in the set and when i do it hits so much harder because mm-hmm. i've only used it a couple times and i'm using it as someone else saying it and mm-hmm. I, i'm retelling the story through their accent so judy let's talk about point of view of jokes because that's a great point eric johnson just brought up and, and mark DeBonis was talking earlier um I think that's important when I was talking to a writer from CBC about that is like if you you have a joke sometimes just by changing the point of view of who's like when you're retelling a story mm-hmm. uh, is that some of the things you talk about in your class with your students I do um, in terms of point of view I say to them look it doesn't matter if um, you know it doesn't matter what you write about as long as you have uh, we're talking about emotions as long as you have a genuine emotion behind it as long as you're passionate about the bet mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're talking about toenails if you're passionate about toenails 
even if the audience can't relate to that, we are interested in you talking about Passion. being passionate yeah. about toenails, right? So the point of view, I always say speak from, uh, and it's different when you're doing voices and that kind of thing. I totally get what Eric is saying. Mm-hmm. But for students that are just starting out, I just say, you know what, just write from your point of view and as be, be as passionate and as genuine as possible because worst case scenario at least you won't be nervous when you're talking on stage because yeah. you're ta- it's your story. It's mm-hmm. your point yeah. of view. And the yes. worst case scenario, you'll be a nacho break. The audience will go, wow, the guy's really passionate about toenails. I can't relate to it, but I'm <laughs> yeah. still interested I'm in so, it. I'm so thrilled with his passion yeah. exactly. about toenails. Yeah. My passion and worst case scenario, you're a nacho break. The five minutes go by and you get off stage. You start to do things outside of your comfort zone or you start to, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of experience, as Eric knows, to, to be doing different characters, different mm-hmm. voices. And for people who are just starting out, you know, tough, uh, yeah. all of a sudden now you yeah. get into an area where you're uncomfortable or it's not you talking. It's not your point of view. And that five minutes turns into five hours. Yes. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, I I like to just think of it quickly as like you just I won't talk about anything I can't argue. That's that's it. That's like, great. I don't talk about politics because like, and if I were to talk mm-hmm. about politics, it'd have to be something so obscure that even a politician couldn't talk about. What, like he couldn't. Yes. Because and anything I so it's like if I were to get heckled, I have enough resources to kind of go yes. back at it. So it's like. I, I will only talk about what I would quote unquote consider myself an expert in that field, mm-hmm. and that's and that's where my passion would come from. Mm-hmm. Where so I wouldn't, and I think that's when you're starting out, it's hard to tell anybody because it's like maybe someone doesn't know that they have a political view. Yes, and then they all of a sudden start talking about politics, and yes. people are relating to them, and mm-hmm. it's like whoa, like you can't. So I think that yeah. I- Eric, what I was going to say, say, I do a joke about politics, and the only thing is, the joke is how I don't know anything about politics. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember That's learning no anything one, about no the government in elementary school or high school, and That's if we did, I was in the smoking it. section. Yeah. So. I want to talk about hecklers, guys. Uh, we're getting close to the break here, but that's that's this is something I don't talk about much on the show, but I always, you know, we all face it as comics, right? And uh, I think after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about our worst heckler moments. <laughs> we all have one, Judy? Oh, for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been lucky, but I'll, I'll dig one out for well, sure. Well, Eric, as a promoter, but being at these gigs, you must have seen other comics be... Uh... Yeah, yeah, for sure. We got, okay, we're going to talk we about stuff. that. We this is stuff. a big topic, so it deserves a whole segment, I think. I'm Santa Cruz, the Inside Jokes, Mark DeBonis, Eric Johnston, and Judy Kroon on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes. We've got Mark DeBonis here, Eric Johnson, Judy Croon. And just before the break, we're talking about hecklers. Hecklers, everybody. This mm-hmm. is a big topic uh-huh. for us. Eric, you said you don't, you haven't really had one. I get lucky. I, I, I think maybe because I'm a big Rustler, guy, maybe I'm intimidating looking, looking that people yeah. are afraid to, I don't know what it is. I honestly, I've been doing stand-up professionally for five years. I've maybe been heckled three times what do they say though what what kind well, of there's different it's kinds usually of i was gonna say i there's a funny people actually how i met my girlfriend i'll do this very quickly my girlfriend was at uh, comedy in the creek two years ago and uh actually almost three years ago and she was sitting in the front row and she was sitting with some friends and they uh i it was a group of young attractive girls so i sent over a bottle of wine mm-hmm. to the table but she was sitting with like a pregnant girl a designated driver or whatever 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 so she no one wanted to drink, but my girl, my now girlfriend, 
was the only one who could drink. Mm-hmm. So she drank the bottle of wine herself, and she ended up getting wasted because she's <laughs> half Japanese and she can't drink. That's a whole other story. Anyways, uh, <laughs> she ended up sitting in the front row, and as I was doing material, her she was doing what I call like positive heckling. So she was going like, <laughs> you go, yeah. like, amen. Uh huh. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God, Brittany! Did you hear that? That was funny. He's good. I love drunk girls. In yeah, the and I was like, I ended up. I started talking to her so much yeah. so that during the set, then the next day she apologized because her, her friends were like, "You should apologize to that comic." So she found me on Facebook. Oh, cool. Apologized to me, and I was like, I saw her pictures and whatever, and I was like, Yeah, we should. Uh, hey you now. can make it up to me by you know uh, going out for a drink with me, and then we've been dating ever since. Oh, so that's almost wow. three years ago. Yeah, so that's actually that's- heckling is made the life that I have now. So that's now. a positive one. Uh, another <laughs> one, I was down in Florida doing shows. Uh, I was doing the McCurdy's Comedy Theater in Sarasota, Florida. And uh, I talk about um, I talk about how I grew up being a dancer and uh, you know, with it, I, I have jokes that lead in. Stripper? Yes. No. Yeah. So some like 70 year old dude from the back of the room. I'm like, yeah. So I grew up and I was a dancer. It was like a laughter then silent for a sec. And some like old dude from the back of the room was like well, they dance. And I was like, oh, whoa. I don't Ooh. have my shoes. But yeah, I was like, hate speech. But I was like, that's probably the worst. I don't know if I could say Judy Croon on here. the phone. What's your worst heckler experience? Oh, God. There's so many hell gigs out west where I started. <laughs> um, north of Fort McMurray. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Ouch. yeah. I mean, you just took whatever was available when you were starting. There weren't all these you know, wonderful open yes. mics, you know, it yes. was uh, maybe mm-hmm. myself and two other people doing stand up in Alberta a thousand years ago. Oh and it was a strip club, right? <laughs> but it was a stag ad. And so Stripper the women sucks. did not want to see another woman telling jokes on stage. Oh, yeah, no. no. Wait, right? They're like, bring on the male strippers. On so, a good day, not alone in a stag. Totally. But yeah. the management was really smart. They paid me my money ahead of time. So, like <laughs> 10 minutes into my act, they're like, boo, bring on the male strippers. Like 20 minutes into my act, bring on the male strippers and I'm like you know just thinking about the money burning a hole in my pocket and just when it couldn't get any worse one of the male strippers in the back had a chimpanzee on a leash Oh my god, that's amazing. You get all the good stuff. That should be Judy. Mark's new bit. No kidding. Started running towards the stage. I let out no. a blood curdling scream, dropped the mic. I'm like, to hell, I'm out of here. And then I got the biggest round of applause and yes. laughter I ever got in my career up to that point. It was scary. And it's never been that bad. I love it. That's a wow. great, that's hilarious, uh, man. No, that's uh, actually Mark, a great story. Mark, yeah, really, right? Mark? Hecklers. Um, yeah, the first road gig I, I did was. Um, I can't remember, it was in some town outside, um, it was like maybe like a half hour, 45 minutes outside of Toronto, and uh, we drew straws to see who's going to go last, and I, I guess, drew the longest or the shortest, however it works, and uh, I was like, guys, are you sure, like, and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, so I go up, and it was, it was a gig for, it was a, it was a, it was a proper gig, it wasn't like, I don't want to, you know, it was a, it was a road gig, and, a proper, uh, that's funny, it was, um, so, there were me and two other comics. They do well. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's not going to be that bad. And then uh, I go up and I start. It starts okay. It's a little slow. And then I hear this guy. Uh, he's like, this guy sucks. And I ignore him because I'm like, I'm starting to get people on my Jesus. side. And then, you know, a couple minutes goes by. Because I'm talking about like booth seating, mm-hmm. you know. And I like when you're talking about it for an extended period of time, clearly it's a joke. It's not, mm-hmm. you know. like a, So I'm talking about it still. Like, he's like, oh, my God, this guy. And like I'm still ignoring him because I'm like, you know, I don't want to give him the attention. Mm-hmm. A couple minutes passes. Then he starts swearing about how much he hates me. And then I'm like, look, man, like are you talking about me? And he's like, yeah, you suck, man. And I'm like. 
And then when I started stand up, I didn't really know how to have funny anger. Like I don't like I just clearly got I just got really got like mad. Funny anger. <laughs> I totally. I, well, we'll explain that, that after. Is, yeah. I, that's a point, right? It's yeah. So then I kind of started going after this guy because he was wearing a Budweiser jacket. He's clearly like white trash, and I start going clearly. after him. And so he starts walking around the bar. And then his friend was like, this guy's worse than the last time he was here. And then I was like, look, man, like you must be like drunk to think that I've been here before, but you must be like mentally damaged if you think that I would come back to this disaster town. And then like his friend, the original guy, starts charging the stage. And I have nothing. Like I don't have a mic stand. I'm with, uh, I think, Christoph Davidson and Christina Walkinshaw. I'm like, no one's helping me here. So <laughs> I wasn't there. Put it that <laughs> way. They start charging the, the stage, and the only thing that I can do is I kind of hold the mic in my hand, kind of like like a roll of quarters or something. <laughs> and I'm about oh to punch God. this guy in the head because I'm like, I don't oh know what God. else to do. Then the staff uh, jumps on him. Yes. Or the security guards, and they pull him out and they start dragging him out. And he's like, "You're dead, man. This is my town." Blah blah blah. And then I'm like turning to the left in the state. The audience is to the right of me. And I'm like, get that piece of garbage out of here, right? And I, like, turn to the crowd, assuming that they're all going to be cheering. Oh but then gosh. I turn to the crowd, and they're all throwing peanuts at me. <laughs> and they're just just coming at me like bombs. They're like, go back to Toronto. And they're all swearing at me, and I start swearing uh, at them. And then I'm like, I'm staying here. I'm doing all my time. I don't care about all you guys. <laughs> and then I started yelling at them. They were all mad. This is mad. like Game of Thrones. This is amazing. This is crazy. But, but then, so that was about, like, seven minutes into the act. And then oh he was booked God. to do 45. For the remainder <laughs> of my act, uh, the guy who got thrown out was standing outside of the window beside the stage with his arms crossed and snow just kept piling on top of his head. <laughs> then, uh, the yeah. visual is just yeah. incredible on this story. Yeah. yeah, and then he eventually left, but but that was one where, of what many. What market was that? What, where? Where was this? I was going to say, um, that was, was the last time yeah, Mark I came to comedy in yeah. Ontario. <laughs> I think it was in Alliston, Ontario. Oh, it was like, Ontario. it was a Krabby Joe's. No, no, it was in a Krabby yeah. Joe's. There was peanuts that they had in the bar. Oh, Krabby Joe's, yeah. I think it was a Krabby That's Joe's. Hilarious. You got heckled at a comedy in the creek I, once and I threw the guy out. He yeah, yeah, threw I've a been cigarette. You could, I was trying to no, it actually wasn't that bad of a heckle. Mark's like, I'm trying to quit smoking. And this guy pulled out a cigarette, threw it at him, then pulled out a lighter and threw it at him. Yeah, I think I had chicken wings, chocolates thrown at me. Oranges. God, I was in Hamilton my, my heckler story was um, uh, an elderly man it was a pub and it was he had a shirt that said I pimp goats nice. and that was it I and he kept guy. screaming that out like <laughs> I was does. supposed to say something do you know who I'm talking about Are no because talking- no, oh, apparently no I was going to say wow, that's that was- my website I pimp goats <laughs> merch that's Judy Croon Eric Johnson and Mark Devonis on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640 this is Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio and we're back on Inside Jokes and everything to do with comedy. This is where I uh, I like to do this because I want to encourage people to see live comedy. It's we're in the middle of winter or whatever we want to call this <laughs> disaster. 1st. Yeah, Feels this like. is crazy, right? But it's good. We won't uh, in Toronto, you know, no snow. That's okay. But listen, it still could be jury. That's why you got to go out and see live comedy. You could watch it online. You could watch all the Netflix you want. Nothing is like live comedy. You get the energy of the room and you always feel better. And this is something I like to preach about laughter and how it releases endorphins, actually. And it's good Mm -hmm. for your immune system, believe it or not. So when we're in the dead of winter and you're feeling kind of bluish and you got a cold coming on... um, yeah, come spread it at a comedy club. That's what we want to happen. Yeah. Um, but we got great comics in studio and on the phone, Judy Croon, who's a veteran 
in the world of comedy. Judy, you got uh, some gigs coming up. I do. As a matter of fact, uh, February 14th, I'm going to be with Glenn Foster and Lawrence Morgenstern, yes. two of the veterans of comedy. We're going to be doing a special Valentine show out in Burlington. You can uh, either go to uh, thatcanadianguy.com mm-hmm. or just go to my website, judycroon.com, mm-hmm. and I'll give you some more information. And uh, I'm also booking a lot of keynotes. If you've got stress in your office and mm-hmm. you want to relieve that stress with a bit of humor uh i'm booking stuff up to uh to the end of the year now so if you would like a little bit of the funny but you mm-hmm. also need some takeaways how to deal with the stress with the uh, you know the crazy co-workers and the crazy clients mm-hmm. <laughs> drop me a line at judycroon.com i love that angle that you do that in the workplace i think that's much required i've been mm-hmm. at a lot of conferences and they have keynote speakers mm-hmm. and they have no comedic background and they've done something like on dragon's den or something like that mm-hmm. which is fine i'm not bashing if you're yeah. Entrepreneur, yeah, sure. but We're lucky, you know, you know, you know yourself Funny. the power of humor. You add a little Gotta bit of humor, it. and people can listen, right? Yeah, and I love what you do with Dog Stars, by the way. Oh, thank you, fundraisers thank you. for animals. You're a mm-hmm. doll, and I didn't mention before, but obviously close to my heart and my breast, of course, is that you've raised over six hundred fifty thousand dollars for breast cancer research through Laugh Lines and Stand Up for the Girls. Well, you know what, sister, anytime, um, you know, Thank you. Uh, you are fighting a, um, a courageous battle and anytime mm-hmm. I can help you, we'll uh, put some, put our heads together and uh, come up with, uh, with a fundraiser. I am happy to help. I know. You're awesome. We've got the man, Eric Johnson, Comedy in the Creek. Correct. The third year anniversary of Comedy in the Creek, the show I run in Stony Creek, is mm-hmm. on February 23rd. We've got an amazing lineup of amazing, great comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show happens at the corner of Green and Barton in Stony Creek at a mm-hmm. banquet hall called Lotos. L-O-T-O-S. Love it. Hmm. And um, uh, Mr. Mark DeBonis. Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. See, now that's makes you funny. That's, You're uh, just you. That point of view. There's hey, we're no material. Shows. Okay, <laughs> where? Right now. Okay, tell me when. They're, yeah, I'm doing, uh, What do you got, Mark? This this Tuesday coming up at the Drake Hotel, 8 p.m., uh, 1150 Queen Street West. February 9th? February 16th. Oh, February 16th. Oh, yeah, you're good. See? Oh, so it's uh, yeah, we're, next it, We're next February week. 7th today. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. It's Super Bowl Sunday, isn't it? And it's, it's Super Bowl Sunday. And we're on iTunes, by the way, too. So there you oh, go. Good. Yeah, so, so February 16th, uh, it's going to be, uh, yeah, the Drake Hotel hosted by Arthur yes. Simeon, Graham Cheated, and Mark Forward. A bunch of guys are on there. I'm on the show. Man, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And then uh, following the, that week, I'll be in Kingston headlining Absolute Comedy, and then Ottawa the week after headlining in Ottawa at Absolute Love Comedy. It. So. Nice. And we've got producer Vince Tedesco is going to fill us on more Comedy Club listings. Vince? Yes, Senator. As you mentioned, this is Super Bowl Sunday. Go, my favorite sports team, go. That was Brian, <laughs> Which that's one? Brian Regan. Right. That's Brian Regan. The Atlanta Falcons. Uh, <laughs> but with sports and comedy, uh, we have a little something coming up this week. It's the NBA All-Star yes. Game in Toronto. Just a little something. Listen up, kids. We got Dave Chappelle at the Danforth yes. Music Hall, February wow. 9th the 13th. Yes. We have Jeremy Hotz at Massey Hall, February 11th, Thursday awesome. night. Can't wait. Go on. Angelo Sarukas uh, yes. at the Corner Comedy Club right downtown at uh, Queen and John. John. Queen and John and, and area. Can, yeah, and can I just say about that? Yes. Eric put on a show with me, him, Frank Spadone, and Eric and Angelo Sarukas at Burlington Performance Arts Center. Performing Arts Center. Performing yeah. Arts Center. It was great. Center. Great. It night. was great. <laughs> Last killed it. Friday. Everyone killed. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. And uh, the, well, the biggest one of them all is at the Sony Center. Yes. And it's Shaq's All-Star Comedy Jam. Oh, my gosh. Happening this week. A lot of big-name comedic talent in the city for the NBA All-Star Game wow. this week. Catch what you can. Always Comedy Bar, Yuck Yucks, Second City, your classic favorites. You can check us on Instagram or Twitter at InsideJoke640, where apparently I don't know how to post stuff, so Vince does it. So any of the ones with the heads chopped off, Vince? Retweeting, retweeting. Okay. (laughs) It's a learning process. Yeah, I'm learning. uh, No clue what I'm doing. Um, And always past shows on iTunes, SoundCloud, or 640toronto.com. Quick uh, social media plugs, you guys. Just mark the bonus for everything. D E B O N I S. Yes. <laughs> I Eric, love that mark. Eric Johnston, who? E R I C J O H N S T O N W H O. And Judy Croon's got her site. Yep, just judycroon.com. Croon as in saying judycroon.com. I'm there. I always like to wrap up every show with our Comedy RX. I give you a prescription, something to make you feel good about yourself, about life, when your life gets you, especially Valentine's Day coming up. Yeah. And uh, so one of my favorites and my mentor and the very lovely lady on the phone we're going to end with her talking a little bit about a few things i like costco valentine's day here's judy croom on, on your comedy rx i'm sandra Cruzy. thanks for joining us on inside jokes talk radio am 640 this year is going by so quickly isn't it started off very spooky for me uh, three weeks after christmas i was visited by the ghost of christmas past yeah, visa <laughs> and i did all my christmas shopping though at the price club oh, nothing but the best for my family huh They got shit, but they got a lot of it. Oh, my God. Went to Ikea the other day. Took me three hours to assemble my bookshelf. Yeah, it's supposed to be a bed. Have you ever tried to assemble their furniture? They give you the instructions. The instructions never have words. They just have pictures. You notice that? I mean, you know the instructions are complicated when the people in the pictures are arguing with each other. He's holding a screwdriver. She's yelling at him. Or are the single people, single people? Come on, single people, pipe up being single's not that bad, right? That's what we tell ourselves at the meetings, right? I'm beautiful, I love myself. It's not that bad, except around Valentine's Day, right, huh? As if you don't feel shitty enough the rest of the year. Let's dedicate a day to rubbing it in, shall we? (laughs) Happy couples come up to you, have our chocolates. We're doing love to be hungry. (laughs) Who cares if you get fat? You're alone. Now back to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. You're listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. And we're joined today by Judy Kroon, Eric Johnston, and Mark DeBonis. Just before the break, we heard an awesome bit with our uh, Judy Kroon talking about Valentine's Day. And so this time we have another Comedy RX this week. And that's with Mark DeBonis. He has released his newest material to us that we're going to play right here, right now as an extra, extra value 
Comedy Rx on Inside Jokes this week. I'm your host, Santa Cruz. Stay tuned next week for our Family Day edition, where we have members of the Chorus Radio family who are in comedy. Our very own John Oakley, our morning guy here at AM640, and Maureen Holloway from The Mo Show on Q107. Stay tuned next week and catch all old episodes on iTunes. I'm your host, Santa Cruz, and here's your Comedy Rx, Mark DeBonis on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM640. I'm from Toronto. Uh, I don't know if anybody here is. Good. You know, related to Montreal. You know, they bring me in because they're like, Mark, you're the most relatable man in Montreal. You know, that's uh, why I'm here, guys. So, I am from Toronto, and uh, I never actually left Toronto until I started doing stand-up. So, like, whenever I go to small towns, I really assume that people just had no idea what I was talking Like, I didn't even think they would understand what I'm saying. I'm like, I might as well even be speaking English here, right? Like, so I started, like, traveling to, like, small towns in Ontario, and I'm trying to find ways to relate to people, right? And uh, one thing I came up with was I would go into a small town and, like, make up facts to try and win them over about their town. Awful idea, okay? You, you do not want to lie to a group of people who already don't like you, okay? Uh, what happened was I went to this small town, and I was like, hey, guys, uh, I'm actually pretty happy to be here. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but uh, I did a little research. Turns out your town actually invaded the spiral staircase. <laughs> They didn't believe me, okay? They didn't believe me, but after a lot of yelling and just throwing stair terms at them, like stairwells and railings and shit, I eventually won over the whole room, and they thought they, that town actually invented the spiral staircase. So they're all cheering. I'm having a good time. Everyone's having fun, okay? So then I go to them, I'm like, guys, just so you know, I completely made that up. It's a, it's a lie. <laughs> Instantly, the whole room starts booing me. Okay, so like, they're, they're booing me because I just lied to all of them. And I'm getting angry. I'm insecure that they're booing me. So I start snapping and yelling back at them. And then I'm like, who the f*** are you to think you invented the spiral staircase? You know what I mean? Like, you guys insane? This thing's been around for thousands of years, you know? You think this small town in Ontario is changing the stair game? Like, it's a break, you know? I can tell you that show did not go well. Um, after that, I have not been back since. <laughs> grew up in a rough neighborhood, which sucks when you grow up in a rough neighborhood, right? But, like, what happened was, I was back in my neighborhood, right? And, uh, and I was waiting for the bus to 3 in the morning. And this guy comes up to me wearing a hat covering his eyes and a hoodie on, right? He comes up to me, and he's just like, Yo, uh, do you want some weed? I was like, no, cool, man, thanks, right? He's like, you sure you don't want any weed? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, thanks for this double offer, you know, but, uh, but it's still good, right? Like, you gave me the second time at the sales pitch, right? <laughs> and then he's like, well, how much money do you have on you? And I was like, why? He's like, give me your money. I was like, what? He's like, come to like, rob me or something, right? And out of like a reflex, I give him a shoulder, I hit him, he goes back, and we lock eyes, and he's like, yo, Mark, what's up, man? And I was like, what's going on? I went to high school with this guy, right? And he's like, man, your sister told me you were doing that comedy shit. He gives me like a high five, and I'm like, yeah, man, you see yourself to your usual ways, and that's pretty good. Like, you're getting better. You almost got me this time. He's like, I know, right? And then the bus came, and we got on at a 45-minute delightful conversation, guys. 
It was beautiful, you know? Could have gone completely a different direction. <laughs> and like, on the bus, he actually gave me a joke, or a little scenario to work with, as he put it. Because we're sitting there, laughing, reminiscing on the good old days we tried robbing me and I got away with it. <laughs> he was doing more of the laughing. I was more like, yeah, hilarious, you know? But then, like, he gets serious all of a sudden. And he goes to me, and he's like, man, you know what's worse than that Seinfeld the close talkers? I was like, I don't know what. He's like, behind close talkers. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he told me this story about how he tried robbing this other guy and how that went wrong, right? So apparently what he did was he goes right up to this guy's back and puts his head right here. He's like, don't move and give me all your money. And I guess the guy freaked out because he's never been robbed before or something. You know how to follow instructions properly. So like, so... <laughs> So the guy turns around and they touch lips. <laughs> and he's like, where the f guy kissed me? You know? And I'm like, I don't have anything too close, man. Back up, you know? And stop robbing people. You know, uh, you open through my book. <laughs> and I was walking down the street. Recently, right? And I heard this guy. He's just like, Josh, Josh, Josh. <laughs> and like, my name's not Josh, right? So I know he's like, stop. So, uh, so I kept walking. And he's just like, Josh, grabs my shoulder, spins me around. And he's like, Joshua. And I'm like, I'm not Josh, man. Like, if I was Josh, why wouldn't I have answered you? <laughs> and then he's like, well, that's just what Josh does. And I'm like, no, Josh doesn't like you, okay? Like, sorry to burst your bubble right now, two in the afternoon, okay? But if Josh starts to avoid you, stop talking to Josh, you know? Like, but to be honest, I don't like you right now. You're too mean. Oh, face. And have you guys ever met somebody who looked exactly like one of your friends? They start talking to them for a couple minutes, and then you realize they're a lot better than your original friend? It's going to upgrade right now, you know? That was Mark DeBonis for Comedy Rx. I'm Santa Carusi, your host of Inside Jokes. Stay tuned every week. Next week, our Family Day edition with our very own John Oakley Morning Man here at AM640. He used to be a comedian. Not everybody knows that. So we're going to talk about that along with Maureen Holloway from The Mo Show from our brother station Q107. That's all happening here on Inside Jokes next week. Catch all episodes of Inside Jokes on iTunes or on AM640 Toronto.